my dream in life. I've been trying to think about this lately because I've been really like felt like uh, aimless. Yeah, like a little lost. Like I was a little bit lost. Do before. you ever feel? Is this, is that a Katy Perry song yeah. you're singing to me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like a little like oh i don't know what i'm doing with my career right i want to i want to like love what i'm doing again and i don't know what love is i know what it is i'm not doing it Uh. i feel like my calling is to be a detective and i can't like you have to just be a cop in order to become a detective and you be a pi in new york in order to get an investigator private investigator license you have to have been a cop for at least two years wow you could work at a private investigator company, but you can never have your own company. Right. And I want to be my own boss with that. So it, but it sucks. You have to like be a cop. It's like, and it sucks well, that the investigating is cop behavior. I don't, I don't, I think it's an intelligence gathering. It can be, and you can use it for the right reasons, but it's still that per the person that you're gathering information on sees you as a cop. You know, it might not always be that. Sometimes it might be like a genealogy investigator. <laughs> okay, sure. I th- There's all kinds of different, you know, right. mysteries. It's not just always like cheating spouses and things like that. You sound like Bjork. The virus is full of mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't really like a mystery. I like a mystery. I like a okay. mystery, but I don't love a mystery. I do. All right. It's like puzzles for me. I like to solve puzzles. Get involved in the mystery business. I do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> God, if there could be an element of magic in that, too. <laughs> mystery and magic. Yeah. Tracy Morris. <laughs> okay. I have something. Okay. A straight guy does listen to this podcast. My sister's husband, Matt. <gasps> He oh, wanted he wanted me okay. to he want he stood up and was counted so uh, all right well heard from one I feel like when it's family it's a little that's a gimme like because they listen because they know who you are yeah so right so it's either, like, uh, yes yeah well, are, are we engaging straight men we don't know <laughs> right right because there's a little bit right there's a little bit something extra there but I don't know he wanted to stand up and be counted he's not single anyway so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um we never talked about the masturbating lady who oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> my sister sent me this and uh this is from a few weeks ago and it'll be a few it's, it's from september 14th so it's a while i meant to mention it before sorry it wasn't exactly breaking news but we think you might like it police florida woman steals sex toy uses it in store we found our found white whale yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, because we had talked about wanting, I, we had been in the very ta- first in a, episode. Yeah. We right? talked about uh, very early on. I've never actually heard of a single woman actually showing up to do a lewd act in an adult video story. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't, but I, you know what? I, if it happened, it's been, it happened in Florida. I went into the porn section at West Coast video when I was younger. What, uh, where'd you have West Coast video? Uh, in my town. I'll be I. No, it was like in my town. You had West Coast up. video yeah. in your town. So did I. Mm. On the East Coast. I know. But it wasn't like that big of a chain. Oh, it wasn't? No. I just assumed that it was. It wasn't like Blockbuster. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't like Blockbuster. But did they have a song? West Coast video. Oh, that sounds familiar. Bring home the entertainment.
Oh my God. Did I hallucinate it? If anybody knows if I, I mean, I don't think I made up that song. I think like maybe I'm singing a different video rental chains song. Blockbuster might be bring home the entertainment. Block, blockbuster video. Bring home the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it has to be West Coast video. Yes, that sounds like right it. to me. I like it. I, well, thank you. I, but I don't think it's my intellectual property. Um, Una had a slumber party. Yeah, how was that? For her birthday. It was really, really difficult. <laughs> I didn't sleep. It was, I didn't realize how insane it was going to be. Is that her first slumber party? She's had sleepovers, but this is a slumber party. How many children? It was three little girls and her. Okay. So it was four girls all together and they got here at seven and they screamed. They just screamed for five hours straight. (laughs) And then finally I was like, I'm going upstairs. (laughs) And then I got in bed and at two 30, they came up. And asked me to put it because they don't none of them know how to work a television. Right. And they wanted to like watch something else on like Netflix or iTunes or whatever. And they couldn't figure it out. And I woke you up. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. So then I went downstairs and I put something on for them. That's nice. And then and then they were all like, um, can I have some water? (laughs) Can I have some ice? And I'm like, okay. So I had to like go and like bring everyone water and ice. And then I went upstairs again. And I finally fell back asleep at like four. Like I could not fall asleep. And then I fell asleep at four. And then a girl came up at six (laughs) and told me that she wet the bed. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I had to go downstairs and like clean it up as best I could. I just put a towel on it. Thank God none of the other, it was on the air mattress, but it was on the side that's like velvet. Yeah. And um, none of the other girls were sleeping with her. So she didn't get it on any of the other girls. But it was so much urine. <sighs> it was so much. It got on the pillow. It got on the blanket. Yes. It's very oh, stingy. It was real sugary. God. Um, Sugar piss. I, yeah. <laughs> so then I like just moved everything to the side. I was like, I'm not waking these other girls up. They probably just fell asleep. I went back upstairs. It took me another half hour to go back to sleep. And then Judy woke me up at like 8. So it was very, it was a lot. I really, the whole next day, I felt like I had had a, been on a Coke bender. Like right. I just felt so like, gross. Ugh, yeah, cold. totally out of it. Yeah. Center of gravity is off. Yeah, I don't like that feeling at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, they did Bloody Mary when I went out to walk the dog oh at night. God. And when I came Are home, you kidding it me? was chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. And then they just kept fucking with each other the whole rest of the night. So I guess they were like wetting. The reason why they were asking for ice is because they were using it to wet their palms and then put it on stuff so that it looked like handprints on things. And they were like, it's Bloody Mary. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not having a slumber party here again for a very long time. Not for another few years, maybe. They need to be much older. Right. That was when I remember when I turned nine, I had my first slumber party. I had eight girls. Like, I can't believe my mom did that. Four girls was so fucking much. Right. It seems like something that never would have struck me as being as difficult as it obviously is. Oh, yeah. Sounds like hell to me. Imagine just having kids like that all the time. That many kids. People People do it. And they must get woken up all the time. Just Yeah. And, And there must just always be screaming. Yeah. And I don't like that. Did you, have you watched the latest Love After Lockup? No, I'm so. It's off not great. Of love after lockup. Yeah, it's I'm not so great. Far gone. 
It's really, there's only one that's really good. Her name is Destiny. D-E-S-T-I-N-I-E. She, yeah, she, exactly. She um, hits on every woman she encounters as soon as she gets out of prison. She's a guy who lied to her about the number of kids he has, which I believe is five, but maybe six. But she's a fucking hellcat. Oh. And I mean, just wild. Hits on every single woman. Uh, drank, drank hand Wait, so sanitizer going- in prison oh. to get drunk. Oh my god! Yeah, she talks about she- that. She said to him at one point, "Do you like sushi food?" Is that what she means by her vagina? <laughs> <laughs> no, she she actually means sushi. But, <laughs> but great, <laughs> great analogy. You know, one to use perhaps yeah. in the future. Is a I feel like someone someone must have called their pussy a sushi roll before. I'm sure. Someone had to have. Yeah, if you can imagine it, it happened. Pussy like a sushi roll. Ooh, is that a song? <laughs> it could be. Pussy like a sushi roll. Pussy like a sushi roll. It's it's really rhythmic. Pussy like a sushi roll. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Young Money Bedrock. I love your sushi roll hotter than wasabi. I race for yeah. your love. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Want the sushi roll? Nah, bitch. You can't get the D. So a sushi roll could be a dick or a vagina. It seems like. Wow. That You know what? Sushi roll is a unisex <laughs> term why, why would, why would it for s- private. But someone just said, someone likened it to a dick. Well... What else? So I like this uh, Prince box set a lot. It's like the best piece of music ever released, in my opinion. Oh, really? Well, it's just crazy because it's like this awesome album, you know, that they've remastered so it sounds wonderful because a lot of his stuff wasn't, didn't really sparkle like it should have, Mm -hmm. you know, in the final mix. And this really makes it do that without compromising it. It's great. They did such a great job. And there's like 45 songs on it that weren't released officially before. You know, a lot of them circulated via bootlegs, but most of them not in this quality. What's your favorite Prince song? Um, I probably like 17 Days and the B-side of When Doves Cry, I think. Okay. And uh, I don't know it. I also love If I Was Your Girlfriend. And I love, which is on Sign of the Times. It's on this project. Um, I love Get Off. Get Off is the song that like pulled me the, into the, Prince. Uh, well, the, the butt, butt cheeks, cheeks outfit. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was already before that. I remember being so excited that he was going to be on the VMAs because I was just got so into Get Off that summer because they kept <laughs> playing it. And like, it's it's like horny, but weird. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's his whole vibe. Totally. <laughs> There was like a weird cheapness to him kind of yeah. at that point, you know, because he would do like full length movies too, like the Symbol album, which the big single from that was seven. There's like a entire video really that uses like 80% of those songs in a narrative about Maite being an Arabian princess, uh, which she wasn't. She was Puerto Rican. He just made her a different race. That's and so crazy. Yeah. He's so weird. He, he was like just getting weirder that at that point. That wouldn't fly today. N- no, it would not fly today. Uh, but she, her book is really good. Okay. I really, I was so impressed by that book. I went in. What does not she thinking, do now? Like, what does she do for like a living? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I have no idea. She was on whatever that VH1 show was. That's like musicians' wives or whatever. Okay. You know, they did a few seasons, I like, but I never watched it. I kind of want to go back and watch it. And I bet she's. I bet she, she's very honest and gives it gives like a fair portrait of him. However, the fucked up thing about it is that 
he met her. I want to say she was 15. <gasps> maybe she was 16. Oh my God. She says they had a pen pal ship up until the point and he was like literally counting down the hours or whatever until she was 18. That's really, f- how old was he? Oh, uh, so this was like 89 or so. Uh, so like 35-ish, I guess. That's really fucked up. Yeah, it's crazy. Come on. Um, What's also- the deal with like the, with the fertility issues like they had the baby and then the baby died and then she couldn't get pregnant again or she kept miscarrying oh no it just like destroyed their relationship basically so what happened with the baby was it like actually born or was it like still born it was born the baby lived for a few days okay was it just premature or something uh no he had he had like a chronic condition like a terminal an immediately terminal condition that whose name i can't remember because it's super rare but i'll look it up and she never had any other kids uh, I forget, but I don't think so. There was some name for him that they like, that people decided his name was, that they printed it in the press and it was wrong. She corrects it. She's like, that was not the baby's name. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is the page six aggregation of the story that's in Maite's book. Music Legend Prince was full of joy in the delivery room as his first wife, Maite Garcia, gave birth to their only child. But when the infant boy, Amir Gregory Nelson, was held up by the nurses, the elation on my husband's face turned to pure terror, Garcia recalled in her new memoir. Why is he not crying, Prince said, as the nurses struggled to save the baby's life. The most most beautiful my life with Prince describes in heartbreaking detail the moment in 1996 when the pair first learned that their baby was horribly deformed by a rare genetic defect, one that would kill him after only six days. And she says that um, it was Pfeiffer syndrome, type 2. His, his head was misshapen, his hands and feet appeared webbed, and his eyes formed outside their sockets, appeared lidless and alarmed, Garcia said. And the baby and eventually the marriage were doomed. So... A lot of marriages can't survive uh, the death of a child. That's really common. <laughs> Two, three days after that happened, Oprah came to their house and he did an interview with her and they were super mysterious about the baby they assured her the baby was okay, but then they were like super tight-lipped how, about it. How long after she gave birth? Three days. Why did they have Oprah go there? Three days after? She was scheduled to do an interview and why they went they through just... with it. I know. It's the craziest like, thing. Why, yeah, but like even, but like just to do it, they knew she was due around then. Why weren't they like, no, she's going to be, she's going to be having the baby because around Because they then. were like, let's swoop in and get a first interview with her after the baby. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy it's crazy and and so um, they wouldn't bring the baby out oh yeah they didn't bring the baby out nothing uh, it was did after the baby, the baby ever died. leave the hospital uh, i think the baby did briefly i believe amir did and then even after that in the betcha by golly wow video that he did that was the first single off emancipation there's a recreation of the birth of his child after the child had died and she said that she thought that he did that because he wanted to relive that moment of like blissful awaiting of the child that would be in his life. And I think that just changed him forever. His music mm-hmm. was never the same. Nothing was the same. He got really religious, kind of got to be a crotchety old man. He could yeah. still perform, but you know, and he actually kind of after that, not long after that, he picked a fight with his fans too. He sued this fanzine uptown he said for selling bootlegs and uptown actually had not sold bootlegs uptown had chronicled bootlegs they had collected the information and he called them like my so-called fans and you have to remember that back at that time people were buying cds 
for $50 and more. So like, yes, that money wasn't going to him, but people were his fans to be wanting mm-hmm. to spend that much money and hear, hear all of what he, you know, had recorded. I mean, he just had it like, he was so like had PTSD from dealing with the label probably and yeah. like people trying to steal money from him Yeah, that he just but he, had severe ownership over everything. Yeah. But you know what? He was a hypocrite there too, because like he was, he fired Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis from the time after they, uh, were working, I believe it was with the SOS band in like 1983 or something. And they missed a show because of a snowstorm. They were, they, he didn't know where they were. They were working with this group then he came to find out that they would not be making the show that night and he fired them because he was so Morris Day says so territorial about his artists, which was fucked up because he also didn't pay them. I mean, mm-hmm. part of the reason the revolution left is because they asked for a raise and then he got pissed off about that. So like he's like championing himself and his yeah. bad contract. It's the same thing as Kanye. You know, Kanye yeah. does all this shit and then and then Billboard asked him, What about the ownership you have of the good music artists yeah. that you signed? And then he doesn't respond to that because they did this interview uh. via text and then tweets, I will be giving back my 50%. But it's like, are you fucking kidding me that you're raising this huge stink of this in this system well, that you're part of? Came around on that. He did. At least he came around on it. But give me a break. His he is not he does not care about people at all. He's making himself out to be this benevolent leader. And it's like, fuck you. I think that well, with Kanye with that situation, I think that he is just, you know, his mental illness is that he's just saying a lot of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But then, and then people have to like push back on the thing because it's just like diarrhea of the mouth, exactly. you know? So then, but at least, you know, once th- someone brought that up to him and he thought about it, he came to the right decision. Like he wasn't a dick That's about true. it. That's true. You're right. Um, And he his does seem dedicated to getting Taylor Swift her right. songs back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In some weird Kind of whatever. No, I actually, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be agreeing with this. I disagree. I don't think that he'll follow through with any of this. I think this is yeah, all no, this a is big show. Illness. So you say dedicated, but you know, he's not. He's just I was talking. Joking. Oh, oh, oh. I thought, <laughs> I thought you meant you did. I thought you meant you believed him. Uh, what about the Taylor Swift thing? Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> he's going to get bored of this. No. This is, this no, is red tape. Giving, but he is, uh, he has authority to give. The money, the stuff back with good music, because he can just call someone at his label and do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just wanted to point out, yeah, that Pfeiffer syndrome, advanced paternal age, is the main risk factor and cause of it. He was it. only like thirty five at the time, or so. Was he? It said mm, it says, he was under forty, I believe. Pfeiffer syndrome due to an increase. Yeah, because he was fifty six. In mutations of sperm as men become older. So maybe it's sort of like what Down syndrome is when it's a woman. Pfeiffer syndrome is when it's a man. Really? You think that like in it could happen in the 30s? I mean, okay. that's not that old. No. For a man to be replaced? But over, for women, it's over 35 for Down syndrome. Well, she, I mean, she was 21 or 22 or something, maybe 23. Well, you know that um, now they're starting to, because they never really knew what caused autism, why there was such an increase in autism. Right. Um, and they kept thinking it was like these environmental things or, you know, slippery receipts or living by a highway eating tuna slippery receipts yeah you know how like sometimes there are those receipts and they're like shiny yeah those are thought to be like correlated with like autism uh, exposure to those okay there's so That's, many different things is that there's i mean so is that things. based on anything but someone talking on the internet no it's like studies but really? there's always studies, studies say there's shiny receipts but they're not saying that it's the cause they're it's like they're the correlation yeah they're doing all these kinds of, they're they're doing so many things trying to figure out like what it could possibly be right. and there's always studies that come out 
Yeah. Um, wow. But, and, and I don't think, and, but it, no one knows what it really is. They're just right, trying, you know, but, um, but now more and more than ever is advanced paternal age in the father. And specifically when there's a big age gap between the father and the mother. So when the mother is significantly younger uh. than the father and it's an advanced paternal age, wow. it's way more likely and to cause has, autism. Has there been a changing social moray that would lead to that? Is it more socially acceptable for an older man to be with a much younger woman today? Because you said it was, in, it was well, you I think frame this in terms of it increasing. Why was it increasing? An increase in autism. Yes, but, but, but would that, is there like a correlative? I think there is probably, but uh, there's because there's but there's also just curve. more understanding of what autism is right which, you know well, that's would, the question too is that like or do we just have the language for it now yeah. and there's because there's people definitely that i went to school with that were like you know really yeah just on another yeah vibe it, it, <laughs> entirely totally. yeah. and it didn't and it just didn't make sense it was like why are you like that yeah you know and uh it's a shame because if somebody said they have Down syndrome, I would have understood that. You know what I mean? But there wasn't even language for yeah, it. There and wasn't. Like, you know, and everybody, you know, uh, you could argue that everybody is a little bit on the spectrum just well, because our individualism I don't know. makes we, us we, deviate from about, norms necessarily. We haven't talked about it on the main uh, oh, about, podcast. We but haven't talked about your autism? Yes. <laughs> Are you coming out? I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, Tracy is not diagnosed. She took a test. I took it twice. On the internet, right. if you score under 30, you don't have autism. Okay. Between 30 and 37, you have um, mild to moderate autism. And then over 37, it's severe autism. And I think it goes up to 60 or 70. I got a 34. <laughs> and Rich got like an 11. Something pretty low. <laughs> I, I laughed at the number when I saw it. Because I was, thought for sure he would get a higher number. 20-ish or something. Um, but I've taken them... I've taken a couple different internet quizzes now and I, I tend to score high. And then my sister is a clinical psychologist and for her job, she diagnoses children with autism. Yeah. And um, like, that's what she does. That's her focus. But uh, you know what? I don't mean to like be like, you know, back to me, but you know, you're the second person who voiced surprise that my <laughs> <laughs> score was so low. So I guess I have to wonder why you think I'm autistic or have tendencies. Um, You know, you have like a, focus on a couple things right like a like a laser focus on some stuff sure uh and and a lot of knowledge You're about right. those couple of things yeah <laughs> god like like deep knowledge <laughs> don't write my obituary please <laughs> i think it's cool to have deep knowledge about a few things people don't usually have deep knowledge about anything yeah i don't know i wish i had deep knowledge about more things and more important things okay well you know you still have time. The other good thing is the Mariah Carey memoir is coming oh, out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I it's I'm excited to listen to it. Well, I really liked it a lot, and I'm okay. very happy to uh, say how much so, I liked it. So, so you know, we do have a book club. It's actually really fun. I really look forward to doing it every month. Yeah. We always pick a book that's also available in audio format, and it's always a celebrity memoir. Yes, it's a celebrity memoir or biography. Right. And Wait, did we do a, did a biography? Sort of. We did Marissa Meltzer, which was oh, like right, right, right. Yes, a memoir about right. her weight loss, memoir. but it was a and, biography uh, of Jean Nadich, who yes, was the founder, founder of, of weight, weight Watchers. Watchers. Yes. We do a Zoom meeting uh, once a month where we all talk about the book, and it's really fun. So um, this month we're doing Mariah Carey. Our Zoom meeting is on October 14th. 
Uh, we're going to be talking about her book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey by <laughs> Mariah Carey. <laughs> she definitely tells you what she means. <laughs> well, that's because like like the way that I compare the book to is like a... um. It's like if her life is a, if, if her public narrative is like this cinematic sort of narrative, this is the director's commentary where she's like, this is why I say I'm eternally 12 all the time. This is why I like a fan blowing in my hair when I perform. You know, this is why I like Christmas so much. It's all that stuff. And she talks so much about the music and like connecting it to her life. The story that she tells about Derek Jeter that made the song The Rain, including her getting caught in the rain, kissing him on a rooftop. And then, no, the roof. Yeah, the roof. Did I? What did I say? The rain. Did I say the rain? I said yeah, the song the was the rain. About her dad. Uh, Isn't it? Uh, through the rain through is the about rain. her. Through the rain is about glitter, actually. It <laughs> <That> is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and getting fired from yeah, you, well, Virgin. Yeah, leaving her contract. Also, you know the the problems that she had. She does not call it a breakdown. It's she says I I didn't is it have a breakthrough. I, no, she said, I believe she says, I did not have a breakdown. I was broken down. Okay. Which is actually. That's a breakdown. Well, it, I mean, your thing car gets broken down. It actually speaks to the sort of bigger way that she frames herself in it as so often she writes about like what happened to her as opposed to mm-hmm. what she did. And she creates this angel imagery, you know. Memoir of an imperfect angel. She, it is a memoir of an imperfect angel. And yet. It, with that said, you see what's going on. I still think it's great. I think the writing is often really great. Um, Michaela Angela Davis, which is like a really non-obvious choice as a co-writer, I think just did a fantastic job of organizing Who is this. She? Is she, she really she's a fashion editor. Did, when she talks about the nervous breakdown or her breakdown when she's broken down, does she explain that it had got like the breakdown was going on for like a long time? No. So she says it's just one moment. It like started as a result of this like t- exhaustion. She's always said exhaustion, which is conceivable because when you see interviews yeah. from that era, she is babbling her head off. Yeah, like she I've is, experienced that before. She's, yeah, she is like practically giddy. But like when you when but that's it's a culmination of things. It can start like a year out, and then it's just like you get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Right. It's like tightly wound and tightly wound, and then it's like snaps. It's not just like one moment, though. It's like right. a collection of things. And then then you kind of like come to a realization like, oh, shit, like this is a nervous breakdown. Right. Um, That's what it seems like hers thing was. Because like, you know, when she's like on TRL and like grabbing the ripping the microphone out of Cindy Berger's hand or when Cindy Berger's trying to rip the mic out yeah. of her hand. Yeah. Like it's like all those kinds of moments like that was happening over the course of like a month at least. Right. No, totally. And you look at that was outside of an FYE in, in Jersey City, I believe. <laughs> and she's like carrying a banged up Hello Kitty boombox. She did her own hair, which is a tight extremely tight ponytail Very tight. on her head like practically with like, no added extensions or anything and it's just like straight yeah. like sticking up yeah kind of like you know kind of like spiky floppy mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah she kind of and she doesn't talk about bipolar ever ever no she never mentions it she, she says what the therapist told her in this case, was that it was somatization, which is to kind of inter or I guess externalize your trauma. 
is what that means. Okay. It, you know, soma is body. So it's some kind of like bodily manifestation of trauma or something. And it's linked actually to bipolar disorder. But she doesn't say bipolar and that's so what she says. So when has that been reported before? I thought she said that she was before. She did say she was in 2018 and she doesn't mention it again in the book. Okay, that's really weird. I what, So my theory for that, there was a report early before she announced that she was bipolar in people in I think April 2018. Um, there was a rumor printed that Stella, her recently fired uh, former manager uh, of about two years or so that like let spearheaded the reality show. Yeah, lots of bad James choices. James Packer. Yeah, like it was just that that like I don't video where Mariah's in lingerie and posing. Like it was just like a rough that was time. A bad era. It was not a good era. And uh, um, there was a rumor printed that I saw. I think in page six that said she's been threatening. She's been holding information over Mariah's head from a source close to the situation. Yeah, and then. Soon after that, Mariah came out and said, I'm bipolar. It was first diagnosed around glitter, but I didn't like want to recognize it then. And then I think like more recently, there's been like more engagement on the subject. She doesn't talk about that. I think that that's what Stella was holding, which is so shitty. So shitty. So gross. But then it's weird that she wouldn't talk about that if that really is what happened. (sighs) I think there's some kind of settlement or something happening and she doesn't want to like fuck up or maybe not a settlement. But but it's her own medical history. I know. But she can talk. Does she talk about Stella in the book? No. She doesn't talk about Stella. She talks about the reality show? No reality show. No James Packer. No James Packer? Yeah. So she just stops like five years ago? Basically. I mean, there's like a lot that she like skips over, you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, I would do the same thing. It's like, you know, whatever. She you talks know, more. You than don't want she it did. included. Maybe, yeah. maybe she doesn't think of it in her history. She definitely has a way of deleting stuff, it seems, including the concept of time. <laughs> On that note. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, you can access our bonus episodes by going to patreon.com slash pot psychology uh we're gonna be heading over there right now i have no idea what we're gonna talk about just questions we're doing questions we're doing questions we're gonna be answering questions but we're probably well, we're gonna end up talking about something well i'm sure it always gets off track we okay. always get off track <laughs> we've been off track you've noticed i don't know if you've been listening wait i thought i had a story well let's find oh, i out. do have a story rich has a story it's a boring it's it's dumb but okay, it's okay well <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's good. It's a great story. I, I promise. So to hear that, patreon.com slash pot psychology and good night. I mean, goodbye. I love your sushi roll. Hotter than wasabi. I race for your love. Shake and bake. Ricky Bobby. I'm at the W, but I can't meet you in the lobby. Girl, I gotta watch my bag because I'm not just anybody. I seen them stand in line. Just to get beside her, I let her see the Aston and let the rest surprise her. That's when we disappear and you need GPS to find her. Oh, that was your girl? I thought I recognized her. Ooh, baby, I be stuck to you like glue, baby. Wanna spend it all on you, baby. My room is the G-spot, call me Mr. Flintstone. I can make your bed right.